Hello there, you're welcome to the season three edition of Sport Africana. You're welcome. It's been quite a long time. Wherever you're listening to from the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I trust you've all had a wonderful day, wonderful year so far. As you know, we like to talk about sport from an African perspective. We like to look at our challenges, our weaknesses, our victories to celebrate them and to see how we can forge a way forward. My name is Oba Adiola Amokomo. And as you all know, you can always listen to the podcast on all the podcast directories, such as Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Spotify, Amazon, and all the major podcasts and platforms available. Today, we're going to be launching our third episode talking about sport marketing, particularly as it concerns Nigeria and by extension Africa. And I'm going to be talking to someone who have had a first time experience of sports marketing, particularly in Nigeria, to discuss with us what it's all about, how it has gone a little bit more global from a sporting perspective. He is based in the United States, has lived in the UK before, and um, again, he's actually delved into sport marketing in Nigeria. So he'll be able to tell us his own experience and what were the things that he, he went through while he was in it at the time. And it brings me great pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Ibi Ajayi. It's a pleasure to have your sport Africana. Thank you so much, Oba. It's good to connect with you. Thanks for having me on your show. It is very good to connect with you indeed. That I definitely agree with you. I'm so delighted to talk about this. Let's just delve into it straight away. Before we go into what sport marketing is, what is marketing itself in a lay term? Well, thanks for the question. Marketing in its lay term is just, it's a means of basically promoting uh, either a good, a service, a product, or a brand, you know, and getting public awareness and basically be, be, have the opportunity to monetize it uh, to the point that it yields revenue. That's my own interpretation of it. But I know the experts in the area might have a more varied interpretation. It's amazing I'm asking you what is the meaning of marketing. My dad was a marketing manager, you know. <laughs> now, thinking about it, uh, I'm thinking about, okay, wow, interesting. Now, talking about sports back in the days, at least from when I started following, was more at least from an African perspective, more recreational. Even in England, when we talk about the Premier League that is widely celebrated today, up till the 90s, he hasn't really had much of a success. But I'll restrict ourselves to Nigeria or Africa generally. What is sports marketing and how has it taken shape in the last 10 to 20 years from your own perspective? My perspective uh, from a Nigerian point is that we have not really done a great job of uh, sports marketing in our own space and to put it on a global level. It's something you have to look at as per the way I look at everybody, looking at what are we trying to market, what are the, what's the product, who are the people involved, what's the environment, what's the ecosystem that uh, we have to be able to 
market because you're basically trying to market a product or a brand or a service, you know. So, but when you bring that to the Nigerian space, you're looking at the different sports uh, that we have, you know, be it uh, football, basketball, boxing, name it, you know, tennis, name the sport, right? You're trying to figure out, okay, how do we push sports in a way that it's bringing value to, you know, to the people in the in the ecosystem or to the whole country as a whole. I feel like in the past year, we haven't really done a great job of it, but what we have to do is now to look at, okay, what is the product that we're actually trying to market? If I, uh, because my knowledge of the Nigerian sports environment is pretty much limited more to the football side of it, so I'll probably speak more to that. Uh, if we look at it, for example, football, you know, we have to start from the basics, right? We have to look at our domestic. Before we go into the Nigeria side okay. of things, considering the fact that you live in the United States and if there's anything Americans are known for, it's their marketing, how they can milk out money from, in my opinion, the silliest of things. Super Bowl, the NBA, and even the English Premier League is gaining a lot of traction. What do the Americans, or what are they doing right that makes them... So a global icon when it comes to sport marketing. They understand the nature of marketing, basically. What they are doing is to create a product that they build something around and that they feel that will be attractive to the general populace. So if you want to take, uh, you mentioned the Super Bowl, for example. You know, the Super Bowl has become such a brand that it's become something that is, for the most essence, an American pastime, an American sport that in re, if you compare it to like the World Cup, they're not on the same level, but then they've taken it global. And what did they do? They basically created all these franchises, all these brands. So like if you look at the NFL, for example, look at all the teams in the NFL. Each city pretty much almost has an F NFL team and they create it in such a way that it became something that the local community can have ownership of it. You know, you want to identify because they make sure that they bring talent that people are looking forward to, to 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 watch, you know, then they create the atmosphere for it. They build great stadiums. Let me bring it home. If you come to Dallas, where I live, and you go to watch the Dallas Cowboys, you are going into a theater to be entertained. Now, the game is the main attraction, but there are just so many more things that you can do while you're in the stadium. You know, you have entertainers, you have uh, concessions, you have a beautiful stadium that's like a theater that you can take a tour of. So they make it something that, apart from just even coming to watch the game, there's just so many more things that you can do whilst you are present. So when you create something like that, you can now attach value to it. And that value now becomes something that people want to pay, to enjoy. And then you start seeing revenues coming. You know, So when you're able to do something like that, and you now extrapolate it and take it to the level of a championship like the Super Bowl, you know, it just kind of multiplies to a much bigger level because you're driving the passion of people that are attached to each of the teams. They're behind their teams. They're cheering. They're paying to watch the games. They, you know, you create other options around it, like online streaming, souvenirs, being able to buy replicas, jerseys and stuff. So it just kind of grows and it brings money into the organizations that are marketing and are pushing their products. So over here, as of today, I think it's estimated that the sports marketing industry is about $9 billion in revenue right now in 2023 alone. It's a humongous space. 
And that is going to continually grow because they are perfect. They are good at it. They know what to do. And then you create a lot of advertisements. You know, you tie it to TV revenue where the TV networks are paying to have the rights to, to, to show or televise your brand or your product. So the ecosystem here has been refined over the years to the point where, you know, it works seamlessly. The goal will be able to, for, for us in Nigeria, to look at what they're doing right in places like the United Kingdom, in Europe, in the United States, and see what do we need to do to kind of start to, you know, make something sensible out of our sports marketing industry in Nigeria. Thank you. Now, let's now go back to Nigeria, our constituency, if I may put it that way. First and foremost, looking at the Nigerian space as it is, at the, moment, the Nigerian sports space at the moment, obviously where you really function was football, but looking at Nigerian environment as it is at the moment, what would you say are the opportunities of sports marketing? Or should I say, do we have something to market at the moment? The opportunities are actually there, but the question is, what about the product? right? How ready are the product? How well developed are the product that we want to market? So if you take the football, for example, our local league, to some extent, we still have teams that are being owned by the governments or maybe state governments. I feel like we need to start at a point where all the teams are privately owned. And basically, they have facilities that they are able to control their own revenues, and they're able to generate revenues, for example, from ticket sales, from merchandising, which is like maybe, you know, shirt sales from their jerseys. We don't see any of that from any team in Nigeria. None of that is happening. But I think it all comes down to the level of the league. Our league at the moment should have gotten to a point where we're rivaling the likes of South, the South African League, the North African Leagues, who are much more advanced than our league. And we're supposed to be the leaders. We're supposed to be the giants. And we're not there because we're still mired in that, at that level where we don't even understand what we want to do. Every time there's something different that we're doing with the league. The league has, it has to start from the point where team ownership is devolved from government. Like you have private entrepreneurs coming in to say, okay, you know what? I want to take over this team or they want to create their own teams, but have facilities. You know, and it's a, it's, it's a capital-intensive effort. There's no doubt about it. But if you create an environment where anyone that wants to invest in that space feels like if I'm able to create value through this product that I'm bringing and people see that value, then I feel like I can get some return on my investment. I think a few of that, they begin to see elements of that happening. I've heard about some, you know, new teams coming into the space that are privately owned. There are some investors that are building, you know, smaller stadium. It doesn't have to be a big stadium, but just build something where people can come. It's standard. You know, people can come, they know, and, they, and then you connect that with the local community. You know, you get ownership from the community where that place is existing to the point where they can feel like this is our local team. Because when I was growing up, I'll tell you why I'm saying this. I grew up in Ibadan, born and bred in Ibadan. We had ISC shooting stars. We had Leventis. We had Water Corporation. There was pride in supporting those teams because even the rivalry within the state amongst those teams themselves was massive. And then when you now extrapolate that you are competing against teams from Enugu like Rangers, Sharks of Port Record, Bendel Insurance, and those are even days when most of the teams were still owned, but there was a lot of value 
the way the teams were being supported. If I may chip in there, would you yes. say we lost an opportunity at the time? Because as you probably know, most of the clubs that were owned back then, some were owned by corporate organizations like First Bank, JIB Rocks, you mentioned Leventis. Do you think that was the time we could have slotting the market aspect because football was likely wasn't played at a professional level at that time. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We had an opportunity there. And just to even add to that, we had NNB, we had Abiola Babes, you know, we had BCC Lions. There were a lot of teams that were owned by corporate bodies or private individuals that were actually playing, when you look at the standard at which they were playing at the time, it was pretty high. But either through government interference or they just didn't create an enabling environment for them to continue to develop to a point where they're just able to self-manage. I don't mean to digress, but if I bring it back, if you look at the way they run sports here in the United States, like the NFL, for example, it's not a government institution. It is not a government institution. It's a private organization. You know, they appoint their own commissioner, right? So, and the commissioner is like the head of the NFL. And when you look at that, he has authority over the league. And it has nothing to do with the U.S. government. The same thing with the NBA. Name any of the major sports in America. That's how it's run. The major league soccer, the same thing. You know, none of them has anything to do with the government. All the government does is to create an enabling environment for all these things to thrive. None of them has anything to do with the government. So if we bring it back home, at the point when we had all those private football clubs, for example, that was the point where we should have had a fully devolved situation where, you know, maybe the owners of all the clubs will have come together and say, you know what? We have 12, 20 teams that are privately owned. Why don't we form a league whereby with the league, we are able to say, you know what? We are going to have appoint our own commissioner. We're going to come up with our own rules and we're going to play our own competitions. And that is what we needed to do at the time. But I feel like it's not too late. I mean, it's something that if there's a lot of seriousness, it's something that can be started all over again. But there is a path to doing that. The Nigerian Super Eagles, in my opinion, is the only marketable commodity spot or maybe it's or maybe basketball if we do things right. The the data guys and data aggress and athletics to somebody, but super eagles largely is the only marketable spot commodity that we have at the moment. Now, what was your own experience? Narrate your own experience and your challenges and why you couldn't really go further the things that you experienced. You can just tell us your own experience. Okay, so back in the day when I was very active in the sports space and I was doing some sports marketing, I was engaged with uh, the then Nigerian Football Association. And at the time, I believe it was around the time when we were preparing for the 2004 African Cup of Nations. And I had conversations around that time with late Secretary General of the NFA, and they were interested in looking for a new shared sponsor. And I had some contacts in the space in Europe at the time. So I said, okay, you know what? If you're interested, I can speak with my contacts, see if we can find a new shared sponsor because I think their deal with Nike had kind of just expired. So I connected with a company in Denmark called Hummel, and uh, Hummel was very excited because they had lost the sponsorship of the Danish national Danish team to yeah. Adidas. So at the time, they were looking for a flagship country that they could kit for whatever tournament or whatever they wanted to do. So I introduced that to the NFA and they were like, oh yeah, that made a lot of sense. Uh, why don't you kind of get us more involved and let's see what we can do. And 
Homel sent the representative to Nigeria to do a presentation. I went to Denmark to visit their business and I was able to see what they were able to do. And they put some very interesting proposition on the table that I felt at the time will have perhaps been something that will have created more of a revenue stream for the NFA, you know, because there are deals where they were going to sponsor every single cater of our football, both the male and the female teams, from the junior levels to the senior levels, organized tournaments for them abroad. They were also going to do a revenue deal with the NFA for every shirt sale. They were going to get back some amount of money and they were going to also give them revenue of maybe about a million dollars or something like that. I don't remember the exact figures, but this is way back in 2004. But at the time, the then Secretary General was like, you know what? We don't know much about this brand. We want to show if they are able to carry a country like Nigeria. And these people are like, we can do it. If we can do sponsorship for football clubs, for Denmark, right on Nigeria. And what would have been brilliant at the time was that we would have been the number one. We would have been the biggest country that they would have been able to handle and they were ready to throw everything into the deal. Well, unfortunately, they didn't take the deal. Uh, they went with Adidas and we lost an opportunity there. And what was interesting was that when the gentleman that represented them came to Nigeria and met with the commercial committee of the NFA, my understanding was that everybody was agreed that that was the deal they were going to do. And then something along the lines changed, which I wasn't part of. But that was then. But I felt like that would have helped us, especially the exposure that our junior teams would have had to have tournaments are arranged for them by their kid sponsors, which wasn't something that was happening with any of our previous kid sponsors. I felt like we would have done way better. That would have been a beneficial arrangement for us. And the key thing was they wanted us to even, if you know, instead of locking us into a long-term deal, they were asking for, why don't we do a one-year deal? And uh, when we do a one-year deal, then if we both like what we're doing, then we go back doing a longer-term deal. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it. So for me at the time, I felt like we weren't ready to do business the way it's supposed to be done. You know, because the Super Eagles are the most recognized brand of any sports brand that we have in Nigeria. They're, they're world known, they're global. They're, everybody knows about our team, but we're not doing the right thing by giving them the kind of exposure. When you look at the United States national team, they have everything. They have like sponsors. Okay, yeah, Nike kicks them. But imagine the amount of money that a brand like Nike will pay the U.S. Soccer Federation for the rights to hit. So instead of us going to ask them, oh, can you come and be our kid sponsor? They are saying, you know, we want to be your kid sponsor and we will give you so much money for that right. That is the way it's supposed to be. But that comes from building a brand that is solid, that people are looking forward to seeing, and that then creates interest from all these, for example, kid sponsors, they are now going to be the ones offering to give you money to have the right to put their shirts on you. Because what we are used to doing then was like, oh, we want to go to Nike. Oh, can you arrange a camp for us in Portugal? Can you do this for us? And can you also give us shirts? Where? So we need to turn that around. We need to make sure that our brands are so solid that we're getting money from uh, shoe sponsors. We're getting money from shirt sponsors. And they are basically bidding for the right to put their jerseys on us. That's the only way we're, we're going to start seeing value from whatever brand that we're creating, whether it's the Super Eagles, the Falcons, or even the basketball team. It has to get to that level. But right now, the brands themselves, the product themselves, are not that attractive. If you and I will agree on that. We're not that attractive right now to most people. The Super Eagles are not doing as well as everybody's expecting them to be doing.
Yeah, but still, even in spite of that, prior to the 2018 World Cup, we saw one of the greatest revolutions when it comes to shared sponsorship or brands. When Nike launched a jersey that was a worldwide success. And for some reason, Super Eagles are still, well, the Nigerian national team are still locking it down when it comes to shared sponsorship, in spite of the fact that things are not particularly at the level it should be with the Super Eagles. What do you think is responsible for that? Could it be down to the management of the NFF at the time under Amadou Penic, or what do you think would have been responsible? So, but my own opinion is, this is my opinion. I feel like, for me, it kind of felt like we're in a monopoly when it comes to, you know, those kind of deals, right? What I'm talking about is a situation, and I don't disagree, you know, they created some really cool concepts for us for that World Cup. Nigerians are always proud to attach and to be connected with the Super Eagles. That's a fact. Everybody wants to wear the Super Eagles jersey. But on the other hand, what I'm saying is we need the Super Eagles to be at a level whereby it's not just Nike that's coming to say, you know what, we want to be your shared sponsors. It's not just Nike. It's just not, we want Puma to show up. We want, name the brand. We want Adidas to come back and say, we have a better deal. Let's have a bidding war. When that happens, then it means they are seeing more value in the Super Eagles than us always going back to one shared sponsor and be like, okay, can you renew our contract for another four years? It's the same thing when you think about like stadium name sponsorship, for example. That's another area, right? Emirates Stadium. I'm sure I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm sure the Arsenal didn't just go to Emirates and say, oh, do you want to put your name on our stadium? Mm. They probably came and said, you know what, we'll give you 300 million pounds or whatever the amount is to put mm. our name on your stadium. That's because the team is a brand. And that's what we need to get to. Well, thank you very much for all you shared. We hope that as things begin to improve in Nigeria, yeah, open. Yeah, you know, we've always been open going back to the drawing board. I believe football is a huge potential, basketball and athletics. You mentioned something that was very consistent, the enabling environment for the sports institution to thrive. Then we'll begin to see the dividends when it comes to sports marketing. Thank you very much, Mr. Ibiajai, for your time on Sports Africana. It's hugely appreciated. And thanks for sharing your experience. Hopefully, maybe you bounce back one day or get interested? <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, uh, it's always a space that I enjoy. You know, it was a great experience, a great opportunity, you know, to be able to serve my country and try and help, you know, make uh, some differences. But there's a lot of opportunity. Despite everything I've said, I feel like there's a lot of room for growth. If we can start to manage the brands, even from the local teams, Properly. We are able to get our league to that level where those players are earning a decent wage that starts to attract players from other parts of the continent. Think about that. Our players are going to play in South Africa, in North Africa. When are we going to get to a point where we have North African players in all these years that we've been playing football in Nigeria for decades? When are we going to get to a point? And it used to happen back in the days we had Ghanaian players come to play for Leventies, for, you know, ICC, you know. When are we going to have a North African player come to play in Nigeria? When are we going to have a South African player or a Cameroonian player? When are those days going to come back? Until our local league, and that's where I want us to start from, until our local league gets to a point where it gets so competitive, the brands get so good. And it's reflected in how much these players are being paid, in their welfare, in the quality of the league itself. When are we going to get back to that stage? That's what I want us to think about, because those are the things we need to fix that will make us attractive 
and make us a marketable brand at all levels in all the sports. And if we can get that sorted, then I believe we're on our way to making some magic in the Nigerian sports marketing space. Thank you for that. And on that note, we've come to the end of the segment of Sports Africana. And uh, please subscribe to our channel and you can leave a comment. Tell us what you want and we'll be sure to at least try and meet your needs. Until we come your way again when we bring another interesting topic. Have a wonderful day and stay blessed. <laughs>